Hey, Kevin here, Skylabs, bringing you another video. Definitely gonna be a fun one. I'm gonna go over the strategies I use with customers that are buying a stereo to make sure they're getting exactly what they're looking for. And I think knowing these five strategic tips will help you get in the right mindset, help you get all the information you need in order to go out and assemble a really good system for you. And it is different for everybody. So let's get into it, here we go. I don't think I've ever had a customer walk in the door in all the years I've been doing this and say, my goal is this. And that is the number one question. What is your goal with your stereo? There is not a stereo system out there that hits everybody's goals. But understanding what you're wanting to get from it is the biggest question out there. And unfortunately, a lot of people just want to skip to the fun part of picking out their amplifier or receiver or their turntable, start buying records and listening. And that's definitely not the right way to go about it. And I think just thinking about a couple things about your listening habits will tell you what your goals are. What kind of music do I usually listen to? What kind of listening levels am I trying to achieve? Am I wanting to rattle the windows or will it be more just soft, laid back background music? There's a pretty big difference there as far as budget, speakers, amplification, as far as everything goes. Do you want your system to be really revealing and detailed or are you looking for something maybe a little bit on the warm side? Just knowing your listening habits and what type of music you dominantly listen to can really help somebody steer you the right direction when picking out the rest of your equipment that follows. Unfortunately for us that have a more eclectic or wide taste in music, it just adds a little bit more complexity in trying to get one system that's gonna do everything you want it to do. But just knowing before you start this process is huge because there are definitely pieces of equipment out there that lend themselves to one genre or one category over the other. And just another quick add-on tip to that one, if you are going to listen to a piece of stereo equipment to potentially purchase, have some songs in mind that you are very familiar with and that you like to listen to. Because going over to somebody's house or going to a stereo store and listening to whatever music's being piped through the stereo system that you might have never even heard is not gonna be a good maybe indicator of what your music, what your preferred music is going to sound like. And my next question to a customer that's coming in and assembling a stereo system after we figure out what their goals are is always the same. And that is, where is the stereo going? It is really important as your room is going to really dictate how this stereo sounds once you get it home and placed. Is it a big room or a small room? Is there carpet? vaulted ceilings? Do you have a lot of big glass windows? Are there window treatments? Is there a lot of furniture? All of these things are going to kind of help figure out what kind of equipment or what level of equipment you should buy in order to get the sound you're looking for or the best sound possible in that room. And I might have shared this story before, but it really just shows how important this step is. I went into a guy's house. We were installing a theater. And he asked me if I had a second to go down to his kind of rec room, finished basement, and listen to the stereo system he had purchased a while ago that he just wasn't happy with it. And as soon as we got downstairs into his basement, I already knew the problem. It was everywhere. 
It was probably one of the worst sounding rooms you could have tried putting a stereo in ever. And that this was a really large room that had ceramic tile all throughout it, very little furniture. They were going for a minimalistic look. It really was essentially a big rectangular room with nothing absorbing anything. And he kind of pointed me over to the stereo and I looked over and I thought, oh man, uh, this guy had spent a lot of money. There was at least 10 or $15,000 worth of um, two channel stereo equipment. And he started to play it for me and he didn't even need to. Um, you know, you could, you could hear it in the room. There were so many reflections going on. It sounded like an echo chamber. And I mean, I felt terrible for the guy because he just spent a ton of money on this really nice equipment that he thought was going to sound really good. I think my first suggestion was, you know, can you get a rug down here? You know, can you get a couch on the other side of this or some some window treatments along this wall? And you know, the aesthetics committee was just shutting down any of that. He either should have just picked up a portable Bluetooth speaker or maybe some nice headphones because in a room like that, unless you can address some of those reflections, there's just no amount of money you can throw at gear to fix that. It's just not possible. So knowing the limitations of your room, or at least really taking that into hard consideration before you make a purchase is huge. And really how much you should spend before you're kind of just throwing your money away. And unfortunately, I really think that guy kind of threw his money away because I don't think he's ever heard that stereo sound nearly as good as it possibly can. I think where the consumer starts to get a little bit more excited, we're at our first purchase and that would be speakers. Now that we know your goal, we know what size room you have or what kind of room treatments you have or don't have, it's time to find the right speaker that is gonna sound good in that room. And even though this might not be the most exciting purchase for a lot of you out there, for me, it definitely is, in that the speakers are gonna have such a key role in giving your stereo its character. To me, it's the body of the system. The difference in sound between different manufacturers or designs has a huge spread in how they will perform in your room more so than the amplifier or source will. You really want to focus the majority of your attention on the speakers because, once again, they are responsible for really providing the sound quality, the sound signature of your stereo. And back in the day in the 70s, and if you're buying new, this is still true, all the salespeople used to say the same thing. Put two-thirds of your budget into the speakers and put the other one-third into your amplification and source. And this is why, because a crappy set of speakers with a really great amplifier is still gonna sound like crap. However, a really good set of speakers, even with a crappy amplifier, is still gonna sound really good. And the difference today being you can buy really good vintage speakers, I do not think you need to spend two thirds of your budget on the speakers. Because speakers are so simple in design there's really not a lot of electronics in there, hardly at all. They don't really break. You get a rotted woofer or a blown tweeter, um, maybe one of those types of things, but as far as a heavy restoration or a pair of speakers completely dying and, and people discarding them, that's not the same as it was with 
turntables and CD players and receivers. So you can still pick up really good vintage speakers at a cheaper price than what you can get the vintage amplifiers and turntables. And because speakers do play such a pivotal role in the character of your stereo system, that's why it's so important to know what genres you dominantly listen to, what listening levels you're trying to achieve, and the room size. Because the majority of whether or not you're happy with the way your stereo sounds with your music placed in your room really is going to come down to the speakers. If you're listening to hard rock and hip hop, there are speakers out there that are almost just made for that stuff and vice versa with other things. My best advice to you is just don't overlook the speakers. That's where you want the majority of the quality of your system. And now for the piece of equipment that everybody wants to skip to, that is the amplifier or receiver. And I get it. It is probably the most fun piece you're going to purchase. You interact with it the most, especially vintage being there's no remote. So you're going to be interacting with this piece of equipment a lot. It's lit up. People's eyes are drawn to it. And when you walk into a room, it is going to grab people's attention. So I understand the fun factor of buying a new amplifier or receiver. So that's where we're at now. We need to get enough good, clean power to those speakers you just picked out. And the efficiency rating of those speakers really is going to dictate how much power you need. Everybody comes in wanting to know watts. It's always watts, watts, watts. How many watts does this receiver have? And my first question to them is always, what's your goal? Right back to number one. Because why does it matter how many watts it has unless you're trying to hit these really crazy SPLs? I get it, there's headroom for all of you out there that are yelling at the TV, but headroom, Kevin, headroom. I get it, for the most part. Knowing your room, knowing your goal, knowing the efficiency of your speakers, you might be able to get away with even five or 10 watts. You look at the clips lineup, you really don't need that much. My recommendation to people usually is to, you know, get a few more watts than you think you're actually going to use. Make sure you get the amount of inputs and outputs that you want. Get something of quality. As long as the amplifier receiver's got enough power, those speakers need. You don't want to underpower speakers. You always want to overpower them a little bit. You know, because that is one thing I do hear from customers all the time. They'll be at the stereo wall and there's 20 vintage receivers there and they'll say, you know, which one sounds better or which one's built better. And the reality of it is, most of the receivers on our stereo wall were built within 10 years of each other. There wasn't really any huge advancements in that 10 years. Most of them all have capacitors, transistors, and resistors from the same manufacturers. It really comes down to brand collectability, how that piece looks, the wattage, and inputs and outputs. The variance in sound and quality is pretty low. You know, I, I'm not saying you can't hear the difference between them in a really good room, but it's not as widespread as it is with speakers and other things. So if you're looking at several amplifiers from reputable manufacturers built within a 10 year window of each other, I almost suggest buying off your budget and buying off what you like the looks of and how you interact with it. And maybe the place where you want to allocate the least amount of funds is the source. In that, especially now in today's age, 
Music is so cheap. It is not like it used to be. With a cell phone and a 3.5 to RCA cable, you really have access to every song out there at decent quality that you can plug into your stereo. So if you've got to spend the extra money on a better set of speakers or a better amplifier and maybe wait six months to get a better turntable or CD player or network streamer, that might be the way to go. It's not fun to buy a really nice turntable and a decent amplifier and not have a set of speakers. So if you're gonna skimp on the stereo in any place, you probably want it to be the source. The main thing that's important with the turntable is just making sure that it's of decent quality or it's not gonna hurt your records and it's got a good cartridge and stylus on it. Focus on the goal of the stereo, focus on the room it's going in, allocate the biggest portion of your budget to the speakers or if you're buying vintage just get really good quality ones get yourself a decent amplifier and then what is left over in your budget put towards the source because you can always upgrade the source down the road but the heart of the system being the speakers and the amplifier that's where you need to spend the money again thank you so much for watching another video from Skylabs. definitely appreciate it Hopefully you got something out of this. If you know somebody that is looking to purchase a stereo, we are coming into the holiday season and maybe you know somebody that's even buying something for themselves. If you think they get some information out of this video, please share it with them. Hit the like button because that really does help get this video to people out there that might not know about this channel yet. And also skylabsaudio.com is running a free shipping sale right now on orders $99 or more. So if you're looking to pick up some records or maybe a t-shirt, a Ween network streamer, or even some record cleaner, help support the channel, head over to skylabsaudio.com forward slash shop and grab some stuff, anything over $99 and the shipping is on us. We really appreciate it. We hope you all have a great week and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.